was the voice of a man, but one very foreign. Even though Shayan knew that he couldn't be heard on the other end, he still lowered his voice. Someone's here. I don't know if he'll do anything to General Pei. We have to find where they are as soon as possible. The two on the other end seemed to have been stunned by the newcomer, and it took a moment before Pei Ming spoke. Might I ask who my lord is? Since you've reached this point, why not show your face? You should be the one to answer that question, the voice said. The grudge must be with you, Ling Wen said. Probably another female ghost who you ruined. Keep talking shit with your eyes open, why don't you? Just which part of this thing looks like a female ghost. Besides, he didn't just capture me, so maybe he's got a grudge with you. Never mind, let's not point fingers at a time like this and overcome this obstacle together, Ling Wen said. It's also possible he's got a grudge against the both of us. Do you recall anyone like that? Not specifically. There's too many, Pei Ming said. That man seemed to have approached, and his voice became louder. But the strange thing was, there was no sound of footsteps, and instead, there was a series of odd, thumping sounds. He griped, Can you both be less shameless and stop flirting in front of me? It seems the words he used, and his tone, exposed something. After some silence, Ling Wen said, Lo Jing Wen, Jin Jin, that voice didn't respond. Pei Ming also seemed to be a little taken aback. Jing Wen Jin Jin, he asked. No way. Did Jing Wen Jin Jin ever speak so discourteously? Ling Wen huffed. He's always been this way. Puts on a face in front of others. And another in front of me. Of course you wouldn't recognize him. On this end, Shilin fired his brows. Jing Wen Jin Jin, he asked. He seemed to have a faint impression of this title, but he couldn't be sure. It sounded as if he was a civil god, but there were far too many civil gods who had such words like literature, respect, and quietude in their titles. Just then, Pesu said in a low voice, Jingwen Jinjin is the previous number one civil god who had first appointed Ling when Jinjin to the heavens. Hearing this, Shirian finally remembered. The first time he ascended, Ningwen was still a junior civil officer in the lower court. The number one civil god of the upper court wasn't her, but another civil god, and that civil god appeared to be this Jingwen Jinjin. However, the god Jingwen had long since declined. There was not a single temple of Jingwen to be found within any 800 mile radius. Shilin couldn't help but wonder. So everyone knows each other. So why can't we just talk peacefully? Must we fight and butt heads without talking? However, Ho Chang said, It's because everyone knows each other that they must be head-butting first. Just as the words left his lips, Jingwen on the other end, spoke up again. It seems since his identity 
had been revealed, he must put on a front. And so he changed his tone, his voice becoming more polite. Only, his words were still embedded with needles. Nangong, are you pleased with being the top-ranking silver god in the upper court? Why did you break your own golden bowl to come running here? Peming piped up. You see, the grudge is with you. I've been had because of you. However, Jing Wen said, General Pei, don't think that just because I'm seeking vengeance against Nangong, that you're off the hook. This bitch insulted and harassed the worshippers of my temple of Jing Wen and secretly desecrated the temples and set them ablaze. Don't think I don't know who loaned all the martial officials to help her. Jingwen continued. Don't you laugh either, Nangong, and to think I appointed you back then out of sympathy for talent. This is how you repay me, you ungrateful, venomous witch. I've waited for this day for too long. Too long. Shilin covered his forehead with his palm, thinking inwardly. The three tumors certainly live up to their names, each nastier than the other. Yet, unexpectedly, Ningwen only flatly replied, Jingwen Jinjun, there's no one here but us right now, and you've had your say, so why keep up the act? Did you actually appoint me as a deputy official because you're sympathetic to talent? Just why did you appoint me, and how did you treat me after appointing me? Others might not know but I'm sure you're personally more than clear. Shilian was becoming more and more curious the more he listened. What happened between Jingwen Jinjin and Lingwen? General Pei Jr., do you know the story behind this? Pei Su was also listening intently. I'm sorry, I had yet to ascend at the time, so I don't mm, owe much. Shilin woefully thought his broken sentences were probably never going to heal. On the other side, Hua Chang spoke up. Gurga, no need to ask others, just ask me. Shilin was amazed. Sanna, you know about heaven's old past scandals too? Turns out, it wasn't just his imagination. When it came to all the shady history and hearsay of every major heavenly official, in the upper court, Hua Chang certainly did his homework. He nodded and indeed told Shilian what he knew. It turned out Jingwen and Lingwen were both civil gods born of the kingdom of Shuli. Jingwen was older than Lingwen by many centuries and had a deep foundation in the kingdom of Shuli. At first, the two never crossed paths. However, there was one year that the kingdom of Shuli conducted a ceremonial festival to revere and worship the civil gods. As part of the festival, there was a small contest. Using the kingdom of Shuli as the subject, the content unrestricted, young scholars were to write an anonymous essay and have them hung in the largest civil god temple in the kingdom. At the time, that temple was the palace of Jingwen. The essays would then be judged by the people, and finally, the best one would be selected as the winner 
to be commended. It just so happened that Jingwen Jinjin had descended at that time to Daddy, and on a moment's impulse, he thought it would be fun to transform into a scholar and join the contest. With an easy swing, he wrote a jaunty, elegant piece, singing praises of the glory of the kingdom of Shuli, confident that his essay would stand out from the crowd. He imagined that once the results of the contest were revealed and he took top place, if he revealed his true form then and unveiled that the top placer was actually a clone of Jingwen Jinjin, surely his name would be passed on beautifully to future generations. If things had really turned out that way, it would have been a happy ending. Yet, unexpectedly, there happened a very awkward accident. After the ceremony ended and the ranking board was revealed, the top player was not Jing Wen's ode to Shuli, but a critical political discourse called Not Shuli. This turn of events might have been awkward, but to bystanders, it was rather interesting. Shilin inquired, Has Sun Lang ever read that essay, Not Shuli? I flipped through it. Chang said. If Goga wants to read it, I'll recite a summary for you another time. Shilin hurriedly said, No, it's okay. But to be able to defeat the already ascended Jingwen Jinjin, I imagine it must have been very well written. Chang commented, It's not bad, but it wasn't that amazing either. It's just that the political situation in the kingdom of Shuli wasn't great at the time, and the people were full of complaints, so when they saw such a piece, it matched their taste. Plus, essays like Ode to Shuli were rampant, so the people were already tired of it. When comparing the two, naturally, not Shuli would win. Shuli nodded lightly. There's no such thing as number one in literature. It's all subjective. Something like this isn't really anything, especially if the content wasn't even the same thing. Correct, Ho Chang replied. Jingwen thought so too, at first. The people of Shuli looked everywhere for the author of not Shuli, but of course no one claimed it. Who would dare claim such a piece? Those who were greedy for fame and falsely came forward were all quickly exposed. Soon, because officers had caught wind of this, the ceremonial festival removed that top-ranking essay. As for Jingwen Jinjin, although he wasn't too pleased with the results of the contest and sniffed at it, after a few months he'd forgotten the whole thing. Only the tragedy was, after a few months, shocking news started spreading amongst the civil guards in the upper court. The individual who authored not Shuri and won the top rank in the Civil Guard Ceremonial Festival of Shuni, had been found, apprehended, and locked up in prison. And this individual was a young woman who sold shoes on the streets. How could this be? Unacceptable. Uh, a shoe seller? Shilin asked, amazed. Yes, Ho Chang replied. That was what Nan Gong Jie did while mortal. No wonder he'd heard people call the Palace of Lingwen 
the palace of worn-out shoes under their breath. And it wasn't just once or twice. Since Shailian didn't think it right to inquire as to the root of such things, he'd never learned where the term came from. Originally, there was no way anyone could connect, not Shuni, with a shoe-selling maiden. However, that young girl would sometimes help other scribe letters or sonnets to make some extra income. And one day, one of those employers discovered her writing was similar to that of that top-ranking essay and reported her, which was how she got caught. After learning of this news, Jingwen Jinjun swung his brush and immediately appointed that young girl named Nan Gongjie to the heavens. It must be known that at the time, Lady Heavenly officials were already few in number. It wasn't that they weren't any, but most of them were in control of flowers and plants, crafts and embroidery, singing or dancing or other such skills. Even when it came to deputy officials, no one would want to appoint a woman to be their deputy official in the lower court. Lady civil guards were even more rare. The women of civil guard palaces were all cool beauties and they didn't control anything literature-related. They were more so gentle souls who ground ink and laid paper. They weren't considered heavenly officials, more like objects to be appreciated. Jingwen Jinjin's actions, his sympathy for talent, received praise among civil gods. Everyone claimed that this little girl had the best of luck to be able to run into someone like Jingwen Jinjin who possessed such eyes of wisdom. Not only did she escape the trial of prison, she was able to climb above to the trees to become a phoenix. Truly a beautiful tale. However, at this very moment, the main characters of this beautiful tale were going at each other's throats. On one end, Jingwen said, I regarded you highly and used you heavily, but you made it sound like I bore ill intentions. Lingwen had always been someone who treated others politely, never sounding condescending nor taunting. However, her voice now had an air of derision. Please, there's really no need for you to go around telling everyone how highly you regarded me. If you really did, you wouldn't have made me serve tea and water to everyone in the palace for so many years made me wipe tables, walk hundreds of miles just to pick up a set of poetry scripts and unceasingly deliver gifts to other heavenly officials during every holiday. Shilin mused, and that really did seem to have been the case. When he first ascended, every time he saw Lingwen, she was always running errands. It was precisely because she ran so many errands that Shilin faintly remembered such a character. Jingwen retaliated. At the end of the day, you're just upset that I refused to promote you. But why don't you think about why I wouldn't promote you? Why? Jingwen asked. I want to know why too. When I was a mortal, I had the time and leisure to read and write. Even when I was locked up in jail, I could at least reflect calmly against the wall. After being appointed, 
There wasn't a day I wasn't laboring away for you, running errands and prostrating. If you had wanted to torment me, then you couldn't have thought of a better way to do so. Nangong, Jingwen shouted. You still dare refuse to admit your wrongs, even now? Nangwen countered. And what wrongs have I committed? Are you saying it's all my fault? Jingwen demanded. What I made you do was obviously the best for you. If you can't even take care of such small matters, what right do you have to do more important things? I was giving you the opportunity to cultivate and train your mind. You are the one who's incapable, but you dare blame me for not promoting you. You think too highly of yourself. But you're a woman after all. You can't reach that high. You have to admit the truth. Ningwen laughed out loud, seeming to be enraged, and her voice dropped. Very well, you said I couldn't reach that high. Then might I ask you, had the prominence of the palace of Jingwen at its peak ever even reached the knees of my palace of Lingwen? Shirian could smell the thick brew of their past resentment and rage growing thicker, and thought that he couldn't have them keep talking any longer. Without any other choice, he employed a very brutish method. With a powerful fist, he punched the ground, along with the astounding huge boom. Instantly, a large crater was formed with him in the centre. Ho Chang instantly understood what he was planning and cried, Gugu! Shilin flapped his hand to disperse the dust in the air and coughed a few times. This way is the most direct, he explained. I'll take care of the side. Sun Lang and General Pei Jr. go lie down on the side. At first, he had wanted Hua Chang and Pei Su to try the other direction, but in their current states, they were not as capable. Still, as if Ho Chang was going to listen to him and obediently lie around. He picked the direction opposite to the one Shilin had chosen, summoned Erming, and plunged the blade, piercing the ground. This strike and Shilin's fist both created the same effect. The two took turns, producing one large noise after the other, the two of them going further and further away from each other. After pounding a few times, Shilin stopped to listen, but Pei Ming and Ling Wen didn't seem to have any reaction, like they didn't hear the booming noises he was creating. As for Jing Wen, Ling Wen seemed to have stabbed him where it hurt. He sneered as the mask of politeness was ripped off, returning to using the bitter tones of when he was calling them a f***ing pair. Nan Gong stop wagging your tail in front of me like some wretch who's won. If it wasn't for me appointing you to the heavens, who knows how many you'd have bore spawn for in jail. Now those words were exceedingly vulgar, and Shilian's hand almost slipped. Even Pei Ming couldn't listen anymore. You were once a civil god. Can you at least be not this classless? He asked. See, Nangong, Jingwen accused. See how your good lover is shielding you. Who are you, General Pei, to accuse me of classlessness? In your mind, who isn't my lover, 
Ningwen's pound. You're looking for retribution? Let's talk retribution. Shilin had left quite the distance by now, and he once again slammed to the ground. This time, Jingwen, on the other end of the silver butterfly, was alarmed. What's that noise? he asked. Shilin's heart jumped. It was the right direction. Pei Ming and Ling Wen both also heard. Pei Ming wondered hesitantly, did someone start fighting above? Going harder, Shilin dashed a few meters and thunderously pounded again. Pei Ming exclaimed, it's closer now. What a powerful blow. It came from above. It's here, Shilin thought. He didn't throw another fist. Instead, he pulled out Fang Xi and thrust the sword downward. The aura of the sword erupted, and the ground rumbled as it caved in. Soon after, he fell into a chilling underground cave. Shilin mentally prayed that he didn't crash in over Peiming and Lingwen. He waved away the dust in the air as he rose to his feet, turning around with the sword in his grip. He called, Jing. But the moment the figure of that Jingwen Jinjin entered his sight, Shilin couldn't help but widen his eyes.